She hadn't meant to sound so small and frightened, not when she'd made a private promise to be brave. They only had one oar and no rope nor anchor. Not that it would have mattered. A weaving woman and her thirteen-year-old daughter from the cobbled heart of Glasgow were no match for the sea. The Lady Mary's captain and his crew had gone down. The strong labourers, the midshipmen, the navvies and stewards, all of them gone. Aura and her mother were the last survivors, and the sea was hungry for them too. Ma'am grasped her hand. We'll be all right, love. The Coast Guard will find us, and before you know it, we'll be with your pa, snug in warm blankets, sipping sugary tea. When Ma'am pressed her lips to Aura's brow, Aura began to weep. The kiss was warm, the only warmth apart from her tears that Aura had felt in hours. She clung to her mother, and Ma'am stroked her cold face. Aura found herself drifting into an uneasy stupor, rocked by the swell of water beneath them, cradled in Ma'am's arms. But then Ma'am cried out. Aura lurched up in time to see an outcrop of rocks loom out of the water into their path. Ma'am flung herself to the edge of the boat, grappling for the oar, but she was too late. The lifeboat struck the rock. The impact threw Ma'am off balance, and before her daughter's frozen senses could react, she had gone overboard. Aura launched after her, but the vessel lurched violently and almost sent her into the water too. Ma'am surfaced, and Aura reached down and grasped her hand, but she was too heavy to drag over the rim and back into the boat. Aura clutched her tightly. Ma'am, hold on, Aura, Ma'am said, clamping her free hand on the edge of the boat. She tried to heave herself up, but again, the little vessel listed dangerously, sinking lower in the water. Let go of my hand, Ma'am ordered. Aura let go. The boat sat low in the water, rocking and dipping wildly as Ma'am struggled to pull herself up over the side. Her arms shook and her wet dress dragged her backwards with each wave. Aura gripped her under the arms, but again and again the swell threw them off balance. Ma'am was growing tired. For a while, she rested her head against the rim of the boat, panting. When she looked up again, her eyes held a glimmer of her old fire. Hold tight, she instructed. She edged along the boat and grasped the bow, then began to paddle with one arm. Slowly, the lifeboat began to move through the water towards the shore. Just when Aura thought they were safe, the swell retreated and another bank of submerged rock broke the surface nearby. The current foamed and swirled, rushing the lifeboat towards it. Aura screamed. Ma'am wrenched around. Her face was chalky. Her eyes widened when she saw the rock. Her mouth opened in a silent cry as the wave hollowed out and sucked the boat swiftly towards the rock. Her body struck it soundlessly. She buckled like a rag doll, and the tide dragged her under. Aura threw herself to the front of the boat and straddled the edge, somehow managing to grasp Ma'am's sleeve, then her wrist. Ma'am's skin was slippery, and Aura almost lost her. Then their hands locked, and Ma'am's face broke the surface. She gasped. Aura! Aura! Aura hung on hard, her hands were strong. After Pa's departure for Australia six years before, 
Mam had kept them in food and board by spinning raw yarn and weaving woolen cloth for a tailor. Aura had helped to spin and card the yarn, a job she had come to love. It had given her the gift of physical strength, which until now she had taken for granted. She tightened her grip, but seawater found its way through her fingers into her palm, weakening her hold. Mam's lips moved, as if from a great distance, her voice spoke softly in Aura's mind. My clever girl, one day you'll leave the nest and make a great life for yourself. When you do, remember that whatever else changes, your old ma'am will always love you. Ma'am locked her gaze on Aura, her fingers...